Hey, welcome to the Erie Music History Podcast. I'm Chip Shell. Hey, uh, today I have in my studio here one of the fabulous Leftovers Orchestra. So if you listen to uh, the end of every episode, I always tell you about the monthly music night that I host to raise money for the Second Harvest Food Bank. And the house band is the fabulous Leftovers Orchestra, which is the extra part of the name now. And my guest today is one of the two keyboardists for the band. So welcome, Chuck Leone. How you doing? Glad to have you here. Um, so before we talk about bands like Anacrusis and Silverlight and Mr. Gone and all those other cool bands, mm-hmm. I always like to go back because I've done some research and I find these weird tidbits in the newspaper. And uh, so here's what I found about you. Chuck, uh, 1966, you're a baseball player. You're on the Mill Creek J.A. Peterson Waste Paper That's right. League Champions. Wow, you did some digging. And your coach, Bub. Heinz, right? Right. All exactly. right. Cool. And um, so you played baseball um, two or three years later in 69. You're at J.S. Wilson Middle mm-hmm. School. You're in a variety show called Monty's Miracle. What the heck was that? Grief. You have no idea? It, it, it might have been, been a, a, a show, talent show. Yeah, that's Wilson probably. Something like that. It could have been. Were you? Uh, I was probably accompanying on piano. Okay, so that's what I was going to get to is... So uh, pull that right up closer. So you learned to play just piano or keyboard, or were you like a Denny Fabrizi with accordion? Or No, I, I started on piano. Okay. Um, it's funny when I think about how I started. Um, in, uh, I want to say, like 1960 or 61, just like between first and second grade, I had taken ill and I was in the hospital for a while. Oh, okay. And um, when I got out of the hospital, I wasn't supposed to be doing a lot of running around and sure and you know all the I things that a little kid wants kid to do. do yeah yeah right so uh, sometime in september when i started back at school again i came home and there's a piano in the living room <laughs> and your folks didn't play or anything no okay no and uh, i said what's with the piano you're starting lessons on saturday and do you have siblings that play no. or nothing okay no, no. <laughs> so and you had not been like i really want to learn yeah. to play piano yeah. they were just the only thing i can think of as a child you don't you know you start reminiscing and Looking back, my my mother's mother was really into music. Okay, time. and she passed away the the month that I was born. And when um, the family kind of like, do you want this? Do you want that? Well, my mother took all the records. Okay, and record player and all the stuff, and it was up in our attic. Yeah, and I would just sit for hours and listen to it. Was it went from anywhere from Montevante to uh, the Andrew Sisters yeah. singing spot. I mean, it was it, she had a wide variety of music. That's wild. And I would just just sit up there and listen to the music. So maybe they thought, well, you know, this kid is really into music. And then, oh, so you were doing that before the piano thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. got it, got it. All right. So and so I, I started on piano. Did you take home lessons? Yes. Or yes. Uh, my first teacher was Vincent Savelli. Okay. Uh, part of the Savelli family in town. Right. I think his brother was the head of the, the band at Prep. Oh, okay. All right, that. yeah. But anyway, he taught piano on the weekends. He came to the house. Okay. And I took from him for several years until he became principal at one of the elementary schools because he worked for schools. Ah, okay. And he couldn't do the Saturday driving around anymore. Okay. So he recommended uh, Gibby Porsche. Now, Gibby... Gibby Porsche. Gibby Porsche. All right. Male, female? Male. Okay. Male. And uh, I really like uh, Gibby. He... Um, He's the one that kind of taught me how to use fake books because he played out. Fake played, books. Yes. You know, the uh, the uh, the unreal books are the real oh, books. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, right, right, right. We, yeah. we call them fake books. Yeah. And anyway, um, <laughs> but 
because uh, all that's on there are chord patterns and a melody yeah. line, you know, yeah. and you have to kind of figure out figure out what, everything else. Right. Gotcha. So he he uh, Vincent, my first teacher. I don't think he played any gigs and stuff like that. He just taught piano. Okay. But, but uh, Gibby was a working musician, plus he taught music in, in the Erie School District. Oh, okay. So he was kind of doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Was, so it was it was a different type of piano teaching. Right, yeah, it went, right. It went a different direction. And he was in what type of bands, like, at the time? Well, he like, played in a trio, and he, and he played okay. popular music and jazz. He did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, he he's not the Italian guy. I'm thinking uh, oh, oh, Vincent. Savelli. Yeah, right. Savelli. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know if he played, if Vincent played jazz. Yeah. Some of those guys, you know, go to the restaurants and they, you know, walk around and play and right. stuff like that. Yeah. But okay. All right. Yeah. But All anyway, right. that's, uh, I started my lessons and continued on from there. And Did you take them in school too? No. No? No. The private lessons. All private. And okay. what was interesting is, is I only <clears throat> could practice after five o'clock because we lived on the second floor in our house where I grew up. Oh. And there was a, there was a dentist's office on the on the one side and a doctor's office on the other. Okay. So playing the piano just went through the whole place. Yeah, right. So I wasn't allowed to practice it. I had to wait till after five o'clock. Wow. <laughs> um, you've always been a Mill Creek guy or? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because you went to McDowell, right? Graduated 72, right? <laughs> yes. And Okay. And so throughout all those years, throughout Monty's miracle, <laughs> all that, <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, I mean, sometimes I don't even know how I find these things, you know, but um, you're really at, in 72 at McDowell, and I've mentioned this a bunch of times, and I apologize for people that listen over and over, but the musicians that were in that school at the time, you know, you're talking about Paul Gall, you know, the gymnasium's named after his dad, Keith Vescheco, Steve McConnell, you know, all you guys were 71, 72, 73, I think... Uh, uh, who am I missing? Um, he just passed away last year. Um, Durf's friend. Uh, um, Not Bob Sadowski. No, no, in New York. Oh, my God. Oh, Ed Puton. Ed Puton. He yeah. was around that same time period, too, right? Yes, I think. he was. He graduated in the same class that I did. Oh, he did. Matter of fact, we did a, uh, I think, our, our senior assembly that We played a tune. Okay. And that, I played with that. So you're, you've been playing for a while by the time... You know, you're in high school. I've been playing since you were a little kid and everything. Yeah. Um, so is the first thing that you get into organized, is it this band I keep hearing about, The Wall? I don't know anything about The Wall. Yeah. I ran into Tom Stone yeah. at the uh, the Leftovers gig, right. and he was like, you got to ask Chuck about The Wall. Yeah, The Wall. Okay, um, how I got into playing in bands, Yeah, uh, uh, it was a, a pal of mine that we went to school with. In elementary school, is named Danny Pernice. And Danny Pernice. Danny okay. got um, a Fender Mustang and a Vibrant Champ amp. Okay. okay. And my, um, and I'd go over to his house, and you know, he'd bang around a little bit on the guitar and that. And I had gone to my cousin's house, um, you know, family visits, and that. My cousin Warren Leone, drummer. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, that makes he sense. had already started a band with Mike Miller. And that was Sal Tabe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The Beatles so backwards. I, I, yeah. So right, yeah. I kind of got the bug for playing in a band. By going to my cousin's house because he used to practice in the basement. Is he a little older, or yeah, he's uh, I think he's two years older. Okay, me. all right. So you, yeah, you yeah. saw what was going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 So huh. uh, I begged my parents for a combo organ, okay, because I played piano. Oh, it's, it's not like you know you can have a piano. Can't. You go, yeah, please hand me that piano. <laughs> right, right, right. What's a combo organ? Is it? It's like, it's a, a transistorized, uh, like a Farfisa, just single right. single keyboard, not, not full size keys. No, no, okay, all right, no. 
they were quite like a B three back then was like buying half a house. I would think, yeah, they, they're very expensive. Yeah, they're well, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So uh, anyway, um, I got a combo organ. Okay, and I, me and Danny Pernice would you know play a little bit in that. And uh, Dan calls me up and says, my cousin Lee Valamont is in a band called The Shadow of Time. Yeah, I've heard of. And uh, they they're looking for a keyboard player. So um, I don't know who contacted who, but I talked to Lee Valamont. And went to the Shadow of Times rehearsal and okay. got the keyboard kick. Who else was in this band? Because I've heard this band be- or heard this name before. Dave Shantz was the lead singer. Okay. Tom Snook played. Um, That's why I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, played rhythm and uh, harmony backup. Okay. Bruce Wiley on bass. Oh, geez. And um, Tom Stone on drums. And Tom and Stone. Keyboards. Okay. So. And Lee Donovan, of course, and, on guitar. And. Yeah, right. Okay, so that's one that I missed. So you're, what, are you in high school? Ninth grade. Ninth grade. I'm in ninth grade. So is this a WICO thing? Do you end yeah, up we played. Yeah, we played a lot of after basketball and football dances oh. in the South Gym. Really? Dow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Kind of started cutting our teeth, playing out, doing those. So they did played, that? Played WICO. Okay. You know, gigs that you did when you are in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when I went to McDowell, they were not doing those. Here's a band after the... Music, or right. after the, the basketball game. Yeah. So that's interesting that they yeah. did it. So um, hmm, the, the band name changed from Shadow of Time, T-Y-M-E. Oh, T-Y-M-E, of you course, know, of yes. Course, as the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> um, into The Wall. Okay. That's where that started. The same? Same guys. Same just, guys? Just changed the name to The Wall. It's, it's supposed to be like The Wall of Sound. You okay. Know, but, but we were The Wall. The Shadow of Time is a pretty cool name. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, those are the days of the psychedelic noblemen. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. And what were you playing at the time? Oh, what tunes? type of music? Yeah. Oh, we were playing Steppenwolf. Da- Dave Chance had an incredible voice, and he was a really good entertainer. And he was a McDowell guy, too. He was a McDowell guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm trying to think what other tunes we We, we had a... a Pretty broad list of things, but it was current stuff. It was current you know, stuff. And was it psychedelic stuff? Was it mm, you know? Or uh, just uh, some of it was. We yeah. played a lot. I know we played a lot of Creedence. You did. Oh, okay. Yeah, played a lot of Creedence. Um, some Beatles, uh, but popular music for that time. Okay, because yeah. I always think of you with that one picture with all those keyboards, and I think yeah. of you as like a prog rock guy. You know, <laughs> obviously you can play that. Yeah, but it obviously wasn't that yeah. at the time. You know, yeah. you grew up to. I'll yes. have all those keyboards. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at that time. <laughs> you know, if you needed a string sound, you got to buy this box. You know, if you, you oh this, this keyboard, that's that's why. That's why they were the all The multiple there. keyboards, pianos, a piano. I mean, today, you know, everything's, a, I got uh, all right. that just in one box. Were you ever a B3 guy or? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I still have. It's actually an A. A, B, and C's okay. are basically all the same sounding. It's just the cabinets that they're in. Oh, Okay. All right. So the A was more of like a, a home cat. And, and this is the time of the John Novellos of the right. world, the Tim Papotniks of the exactly. world that are out playing. I mean, were those guys that, I mean, they were a little older than you yeah. probably? Yeah, most most everybody was older than me. Yeah. Because at that time at McDowell, there weren't too many keyboard players. Right. And and keyboard players that had equipment too. Yeah, yeah. So, but did you know of those guys or did you learn of them eventually as you began to play, yes, playing out? Yes, I, l- I learned of those. That's in fact, how. I can remember starting a conversation with Timmy Papotnik when Raven played at the, uh, the old Hullabaloo yeah. in McClellan. Yeah. That was my first conversation I had with him. Was That's cool. All right. Yeah. So the wall is just the shadow of time and right. uh, you continue to do the same things? Yes. Like throughout high school, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, David um, pulled a low number for the draft. Oh, is that what happened to him? Yeah, yeah, and he decided to enlist because if you enlisted, you could maybe ask where to go. Okay, and, all right. Uh, so uh, that was at the height of the view. Like, right. He enlisted. We needed a lead singer. Okay. And I don't, in fact, I don't know how Bob Arlett, where the connection was, Bob Arlett joined the okay to replace David. And David never came back? David went, or? he did his time in oh. Ethiopia. Yeah. That's where he was stationed. Okay. And he came back to the States after he Okay, because I know he has passed since. Yes. But I just yes. didn't know if it was during the war or anything like that. Okay, so that then becomes the evolution of Anacrusis? Yes, that's that the right? evolution of Anacrusis, because then... Um, I believe Lee was going to be going to everybody. Everybody except me was graduating and moving on to college. Okay, all right. And Lee uh, was going, I believe, to this college. Okay. And um, I can't remember if we got Keith first, Paul. I think we might have gotten Paul first. Right. So Keith Vasheko and, and Paul Paul Gall. Yeah, right. and then that becomes Anacrusis. Okay. And why? I mean, I've heard of Anacrusis. I mean, what was it? How was it different than band? Yeah, than the wall. I mean, well, because you had Tom Stone on drums still, and Bob Arlett singing right now, right? And Bob eventually plays with uh, ATV, ATV and, right. and everything. Right. Eventually, Jack Bernard joins the band as a bass player after Paul leaves, right? Yeah, that and, that was like Anacrusis too. And okay. In fact, David, when he got back from Ethiopia, he he sang with us for a little. Oh, while. he did. Oh, okay. he and Bob. So you guys were playing out. Yes. Not, this was beyond yeah. Wyco stuff Yeah, now. this is uh, pretty much everybody's out of school. Okay. Except me. I'm still going to school for, right. for a couple more years. But we were playing Barrend. We were playing, um, um, it's a place out in uh, Wesleyville, the fire. The fire hall there? Yeah. Um, uh, Brookside? Brookside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're playing jobs like that. We, yeah. Actually, we got a lot of college jobs. I can remember playing for Teal College for a party. Okay. And uh, Edinburgh, you know, stuff like that. And it was, the, now, That's was there Santa still. different type of music? Um, as soon as we got Paul and Keith, we started taking on more complicated tunes. That's when we started, yeah. you know, doing Yes tunes. Right. Genesis. Okay. You know. I don't, I don't, I'm not too sure about Genesis, but definitely yes. Um, but we were playing some music that was... More difficult, yeah, complex. Complex. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is... You haven't graduated yet, so it's no. not even... It's 71, probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't realize Anacrusis. And so the band sticks around for like four years, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Um, do you stay with them the whole time? Yeah, I do. What happens is, um, Paul's, um, Paul wanted to go, uh, out west with a couple friends. Okay. And, uh, he stopped to see his sister, Sue, was playing a circuit of clubs as a single guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. And so he visited Sue when he was out there and he continued out to California. Okay. With a couple of friends. And after, when he left, uh, it kind of started disintegrating because Keith decided he wanted to go finish his degree at Barron. Oh, okay. And, uh, All right. So um, hmm. eventually uh, we had uh, Anacrusis two when uh came back yeah. with Jack Bernard on bass. Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> and it was Tom Stone on drums. And uh, yeah, me and... Uh, yeah, um, uh, Dean Gleason or however, whatever name you want to call him by, uh, Jack Bernard. Yeah. Uh, he wrote this about the band. He said... Um, this prog rock band featured covers by Yes, ELP, CSN, Elton John, Moody Blues, etc. Um, and then he said exactly what you just said. In 74, Paul Gall took off for California, leaving the band in need of a bass player. Enter yours truly, Gene <laughs> Jack Bernard. Yeah. Uh, and second vocalist, Dave Schantz, 
um, who had been in the most famous of all 70s McDowell bands, The Wall, with Chuck and Tom. Uh, so, okay. Um, so you stick around. Did you, wait, did you go to college then? Or? No, I um, right out of high school, um, I had worked my summer jobs at um, Durst Organ Supply. Now a lot of people don't realize is it, this. Is it down? Was it down? No, well, it, it used to be on Thirty Second and Poplar. No, I got no, I got no idea. Yeah, because there was Durst Trucking. Oh, and, okay. And the organ oh, company. I know exactly. It was, it was where. attached. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Thirty Second and Hazel. Yep. And there. Yeah. So I'd worked there summers. When I graduated from high school, I went right to work. Okay. And I right. started because I was at apprenticing as a pipe organ voice. Oh, that's what I was going to say. What, what were you doing as at the uh, organ place? Oh, the, the first thing you do is when you when you work there, you, they start off with cleaning all the pipes after they're made. I mean, they, you get stuck with the, you know, your, your first yeah. man in the, in the shit the, job. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, after, you know, you they, they take you through, it's good to do that because you learn all the manufacturing from, you know, a, a sheet of metal to and it turns out to be an organ pipe. Okay? So they made it all there. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. And uh, so I was doing that job. I really enjoyed it. Um, single. I had moved out of the house. And um, I got a call from... Um, Brian Fells. And Brian said, Chuck, uh, we, uh, younger brothers have a bunch of jobs coming up. With that. Yeah, so tell us, Brian Fells, his name has been mentioned before. Was he in the Younger Brothers? How, mm-hmm. What was the relation? Yeah, yeah, he was He was in uh, the Younger Brothers. And also was Angela, but she they weren't married. They were dating that's, at that time. That's right. And this, he was a guitar player. Yes. Yes, right, right, right. Player. So she, the two of them go on to be in the Moonlighters or just her? Um, I don't believe she was in the Moonlighters. What, what's the band I'm thinking of that she was in, Angela? Well, it's it turned into Angel Fire. Angel Fire, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's yeah, right. Younger Brothers, Angel Fire. Yes, yeah. yes. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so anyway, so Brian calls and says, yeah, hey. Yeah, I need a keyboard player. We've got like, I don't know, maybe two or three months at the at Lombardo's on 18th. and Right, right. So That's when they would schedule you for two months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I played with them. And then they said they, um, they're going to go on the road. And I said, I can't because I've got a day job. I can't leave. Oh, right, right. So I, I pulled out. And, and that, that, that band was, um, uh, of course, there's Paul. Paul Yachlin. And Vinny. Right. Frizzini, right. Me, Brian Fells, and um, Mark Feinstein. Oh, yeah. The photographer. photographer. Yeah. And he was playing drums. He's, oh, that's right. I always forget he's yeah. a drummer. Yeah, he played drums. Yeah. And uh, Jack Bernard was on bass. Really? Yeah. Now, that was that. There uh, are, itera- they went through a bunch of iterations. There were a lot of iterations yeah, of, yeah. of the Younger Brothers. Okay. It was, All right. it was a learning experience. And I, I, was gonna, I don't mean to interrupt, but at, at this point, did you play for the Cows for a while? Well, that's coming up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, after my stint with the Younger Brothers, you know, and um, I was just working, maybe playing a job here or there, I get a phone call from Dick Buckle. Okay. And Denny Fabrizi, their keyboard player, had gotten in a motorcycle accident. Oh, okay. And All so right. they asked me to fill in for him. Right. So uh, that's what I did. And Denny was just on the episode like two before this yeah. one, and he talked about that. that yeah. uh, weren't you in a car, uh, motorcycle accident motorcycle around the same time? A week before our, we were scheduled to get married. Yeah, you had to like delay it, right, yeah. in 76 or something like that? Yeah, in 76. Yeah. yeah. Okay, So, but we haven't got there yet. You no. haven't even met Suzanne yet. So, yeah. You I've have. met Suzanne uh, between uh, vacations 71, 72. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Because she, she and I were both going to be seniors. She went to general. I was going to say that yeah. might be another reason why you didn't want to leave town and go on the road. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so what happens then? You play with the Younger Brothers for what? Two months? Yeah. That's it, it? It, was, it was months. Oh, okay. Yeah, it All was right. months. Because they, they had played on the road quite a bit off and on. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, I sort of knew that it was going to happen. 
but I, I, I don't think Jack went, and I don't think I went, but I think maybe Dean. I think he stayed with them. Oh, did he? Okay. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I, uh, they, needed me, they, needed, they needed me that night, you know, because then he got in an accident, and they didn't have a keyboard player. Oh, wow. So they said, just come to the job. He uses keyboards. You know, we just need somebody to. And what uh, version of the cows are we talking about? Angelo's gone, right? He's right. Not the drummer. Right. So, so you've got. Um, the well, the drummer was in flux because um, um, Ruholsky. Grunt. Grunt. Yeah. Uh, had uh, injured himself. Oh, right. And uh, he couldn't play. Okay. So they were without a drummer. So while I was playing with them, um, Tune. Um, Jeff Tune. Jeff Tune. Yeah. Claire. Yeah was filling in for Grut. Okay. And we had just, me, Durf, Keith, and um, who else was it? Tom and I, we got a call from Joe Salarino's uncle. Okay. And um, and Joe's not in the band yet, Joe's obviously. Not in the yeah, because Joe's like in high school at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So this is when I first meet Joe. Um, that's when uh, Johnny Rivers was going to play at the uh, Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse, right. And they needed a warm-up act. So... That was us. Who? The cows? No. Who? It was it was it was a conglomeration. It was like I said, it was me, Durf, Joe Salarino on drums, Keith Fischeko on guitar, Durf on bass. I don't even know if we had a name, because it was just a one nighter. Yeah, because obviously I wrote the book about the Erie County Fieldhouse concerts and yeah. I did not know that bit. Well you'll have to look up the Johnny Rivers oh, concert. I, I have, you know, information yeah. on it, but I don't think there's anything listed as yeah. an opening yeah, act. Yeah, I don't that's even know if there yeah. All right. Well that's Yeah, which was kind of you can imagine the, the, the crowd that wanted to see Johnny Rivers. Yeah, right. And out comes we, a we, random we, group of dudes. We open up with Heart of the Sunrise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like Oh, a, my God. We get done with a scene, I mean, with, with a song, and it was like a scene from Spinal Tap. <laughs> Every crickets. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. So that's how I met Joe. And. Um, Somehow, either Joe or Bill Arnold and I um, introduced Joey to the band. We needed a drummer. Was Bill Arnold in the band already? Yes. The, okay. Yeah, so you asked what Dickie the lineup was. So it was, jo- it was me, Dick Buckle, Bill Arnold, Joe Salarino. And Bob Berger was in the band. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was that rendition. Because what had happened before I joined the band because of Denny's accident, yeah. Ron and Dennis Guzik had gone to California oh, to, that's right. to be with Orange Color Sky. Sky. Right. So right. they came back to Erie, and they wanted to, to, to place uh, um, Denny and uh, Ron back in the band. So yeah. Bill and I, um, we uh, put, something, put something together after that. Right, right, okay. But uh, that's funny. That's, that's, I, that's, that's how Joe Salarino got introduced. I mean, you've just went through a bunch of people that have been on this podcast but are, you know— Long, long time eerie musicians, you know, I mean, and some of the best, really, you know, I mean, Bill Arnold, people say is one of the best guitarists that's, I mean, he's still playing today down yeah, in Florida yeah, and everything. I, I, and, uh, my wife and I visited Pat. Right. Or, I mean, uh, Pam. Um, in Florida. We go down there and uh, he's still working. Yeah. Bob Berger, obviously still playing, yeah. doing great, you know, and Bill plays wonderful steel guitar. Yeah, that's what I've heard. He picked it up on his own. Okay. And that, and, and he's nice solos. Was the cow, was that version mm-hmm. of the cows, like, did that band ever evolve? Like, you know, did they pl- always play the same type of stuff? Um, Pretty much. I, I learned their repertoire. Yeah, there right. Was, there was, you know, they liked a lot of Joe Walsh, Bachman Turner. Okay. A lot of dance tunes because that's what we were. We were yeah. a dance band. Right. They were a fun band. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I've always heard. So Joey is 
in high school oh, yeah. playing he's, in the cows. Like, what, 14 or something? Right, I've heard the story where yeah. they like heard him playing in a garage somewhere, and they're like, who's that? We need a drummer. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, so you play with them for how long? You know, I don't think it was quite a year. Okay, all right. It might have been close to it, but we were, we were playing um, uh, Bemis Point. Um, yeah. Trying to think. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I know what... Uh, Oh my God! The surf club. The surf club. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, so we, yeah, we we played surf club. Um, did you ever play the cow shed? No, I wasn't in the band. But okay, the, I didn't the know if pit and pub. Right. Right. The cow shed. I wasn't part of that. I was. Yeah. In the band. Right. But um, yeah, like back then, I always asked the same question. You know, there's been a lot of different places that you've played over the years and everything. Was there somewhere back then, like even when you were playing with the cows, that you were like, I love playing here, You're like. You know, um, well, but believe it or not, I, I sort of I sort of liked Lombardo's. Okay, I mean it was it was a, it was a long shoebox. And where was it again? Eighteenth and uh, Sasser. Eighteenth and Sass. So what is there now? Uh, I don't even know. Right, right. But it was a, one of those long with a tin roof type of yeah, Erie bars. Yeah, one of those Erie bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and yeah. yeah, they had bands all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Time. Was it an Italian restaurant? No, it was it was pretty much a bar. It was just a bar. Okay, yeah. all right. And what made it special? Did they have a stage or on the floor? Well, uh, they had a uh, there, there was a stage on one end. Okay, and uh, a pretty good sized dance floor. Okay, and uh, pool table. You know, right? The, the, Standard the, the, bar. The, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the fight table, as I used to call it. <laughs> you want to fight? Put a pool table in. So um, yeah, you get to because we sat kind of high up. Right, you know, the right. stage. You know, you could look down and see. Okay, all right. But um, yeah, yeah, and we 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 had a good crowd. I can remember when Wednesday night was over the hump night. You know, yeah. Wednesday you had people from General Telephone coming in. You know, and and just like all the businesses. You and know, you're playing ten to two. You were playing ten to two, yeah. and these people get up and go to work Thursday morning. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, you know, but Wednesday was a big night. And were you still working at the organ company? Yeah, I was. And then um, towards the end of the stint with. Um, um, the cows, uh, I had uh, quit working. Okay. The, the All right. And I was concentrating most. Okay. Playing most. Um, so you're not married yet? No. Still 76 comes and, and all that. But even before that, um, you stick around with Durf, Bill Arnold, mm-hmm. Steve Borkowski, Rick and Rick Cass, and do the Captain Jack thing for a little bit, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That was we didn't have a name. Somebody just threw that out there. Yeah, right. I mean, we didn't know who we were that night at the Gaslight Lounge. The Gaslight, yeah. That was in the Liberty Plaza. Yeah. Okay, and um, so uh, the Gaslight was relatively new around that time because uh, I, w- I was looking at some stuff. It had only been around for about two years. Right. Um, Jack Todd Trio played there a lot. Exactly. Um, yeah. and uh, so. You play there just once or twice as Captain Jack, or what uh, yeah, yeah, maybe once or twice as Captain Jack, and then it was uh, Silverlight, and then it evolved into Silverlight. Yeah, but Steve was not in the band. Steve Borkowski. No, no. Matter of fact, <clears throat> um, it was funny how I met Rick Cass. Um, Rick Cass is the drummer in the Fabulous Leftovers today. So you guys have been playing together for yeah, four I, years. I, I get a phone call from Keith Fischeko. He goes, Chuck, what are you doing tonight? I said, not much. He goes, you want to play a gig? And I said, well, what's going on? Well, there's a band. I forgot the name of the band or why they couldn't play at Rainbow Gardens, but something happened where the band couldn't play. So this is the afternoon of whatever this festivity is. <laughs> I, I hear these stories from you oh, yeah. and Durf, and it just so makes I me said, well, nervous. Who, 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 do you, you know, who else is playing? He goes, well, I talked to Durf. Durf says he can of do course, it. Of course, Durf can do it. And, yeah. he, and he goes, um, um, I, 
I um, know a fellow named Rick Cass, and then, of course, and um, that was the first time I met Rick Cass. And and no well, idea what you're going to play. Exactly. So, so Keith is organizing this. Basically, what we have is, you know. A little piece of paper. A little piece of paper, and like, you, you know this? Yeah. What key is it? Yeah. Okay, you know, so we're, we're, we're making a list of what we all can do, you know? This is at Rainbow Gardens. At Rainbow Gardens. Was yeah. it one of those dances that they would have mm, back yeah. then? Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was like you know Hammett used to have stuff down there in St. Vincent's. They'd have big you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Right, right, right. So um, that's what it was, and we got through the gig, and it was fine. You know, <laughs> but but I had played with Rick Cass. I'm going. I like the way this guy's a metronome. Yeah, I, I, said, I love the way this guy <laughs> yeah, plays. Absolutely. So when Bill and I, you know, were um, looking to put a band together. I talked to Durf. I said, do you know Rick Cass? We wake him up like at 2 o'clock in the morning or something. We're banging on his door. Because he's going on the road the next day to play with, uh, Durf knows the name of it. But anyway, yeah, he decided to uh, to come with us. Wow. So uh, okay. so, so at that time, you were right with Steve Workhouse, Rick Cass, Bill, Durf. And then, of course, we are backing up Ron Seggi. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, you guys were the backing band for Ron because he was on the podcast too and he talked about right, that. Right, right. Yeah, so you're playing lounges and everything with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wearing the outfits? Oh, yeah, the out- outfits. <laughs> outfits. Yeah. Well, what was the, I mean, I've seen some pictures of me, but where, I always ask these questions. Where do you get the outfits? Like, do people make them for you? Believe it or not, we used to go to, of all places, in the mall at Silverman's. Absolutely. And they had a lot of sizes and a lot of the same, you know, so. Same look. Yeah, so that's what we what we did. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I suspect that Susanna's thrown away all those, and you don't have any more of those. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're gone. Okay, so uh, Silverlight, you play the circuit throughout the 70s uh, for a couple years, maybe two years. Uh, you split up. Uh, Bill moves to California. Um, obviously, eventually, he comes back in 2000. Um, you play a reunion gig in 2012. That was cool. I mean, yeah. guys wearing yeah. the, the yeah. Silverlight shirts and everything. Yeah. Um, then Bill moves again, this time to Florida. Um, but it remains the four of you. Bill, Rick Cass, Durf, and you. Right. I mean, that's super cool that you stayed together for so long. And again, same type of music that you've been playing all yeah. along. I mean, no ELP or yes, no, right? No. Right. Okay. All right. And we should point out, like, throughout all of this, you're a vocalist, too. So you're taking lead vocals on some yeah. songs, yeah. too, and backup. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, who was, like, the... Was there... Because... Everybody, but Rick sings, right? Um, yeah, me, Durf, and Bill. Yeah. You know, we would trade off. Oh, you would just trade off. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I always like to ask this, too, because these guys are the unsung heroes. Did you have a sound man? Did you have a light crew? Any, no, uh, no, no, we didn't. Nothing? Uh, we we uh, were self-contained. Okay. In that. All right. You know, we, we we weren't a real loud band, you right. know, because you're, you're playing a lot of clubs and stuff like that. And okay. You, you've got to stay within a range that's comfortable. Right. So we didn't get screaming loud. And... um so you mentioned Ron Seggi, and mm-hmm. you're rehearsing at the Sam Seggi and Sons shop, right? Right. I mean, and that's what, Ron's dad's? Ron's brother. Brother, okay. Um, you play Lord Befwick, mm-hmm. which is Liberty or the, the uh, West Erie Plaza? West Erie Plaza. West Erie Plaza? Yeah. Holiday Inn, both of those? Holiday Inn, yeah, North and South. Spartan Inn on 90? Oh, the Spartan Inn. Oh, yes. <laughs> These were like big lounge yeah. gigs back yeah. then. Um, the Wooden Horse Lounge in the Spartan mm-hmm. Inn. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, let's see, you play, I have you playing We Love Erie Days. Yep. Um, had to be one of the first ones. Yes, I think it was the first one. Was it really? Yeah. And did you play as Silverlight or with Ron? 
Uh, we played as Silverlight. Okay. All right. All right. That had to be cool. Yeah, it was. It was neat. Matter of fact, um, I want to say that um, my cousin's husband, Bob Neumeyer, the um, manager of both Holiday Inns. Okay. I think that he started that. We loved the first one or got, you know, kind of like oh, really? bubbling in that. Where was the stage? On the dock? Yeah, we played on the... On the top? Yeah. Of the, uh, yeah, just under the, uh, the sign. Yeah, under the... Uh, Pubic dock sign. Yeah, got it. I was just telling someone a story that story today. <laughs> I said they they would steal the L. Um, uh, so uh, you guys stick around for a while. Um, uh, Nightfall is that the next thing that happens? Um, is that a, just a one time thing for the summer festival of the arts? Nightfall. Um, we that's when John Carroll joined the band. Okay, because I knew you had more keyboards. Yeah. 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 And um, so John has left playing with Dave and right. uh, McMillan in life. McMillan in life. Okay. All right. He joins us. We become Nightfall because Bill's not around. Right. Uh, Bill's left. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, what was interesting about that <clears throat> band, there was no guitar player. It was all keyboards. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, so you replaced Bill with a, another keyboard player. Well, between John and I, yeah. know, we covered you know, some of the... Right, right, right. But it was, it was interesting because... <clears throat> We could do tunes like Gino Vanelli and, you know, with all the keyboards and the popular key bass the and stuff like that. Yeah, popular yeah. at the time, yeah. And so was that just uh, you and John and Durf and Rick? Rick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, huh. But then um, Robin Bjork joins the band. Oh, okay. So a powerhouse female singer. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Had to be one of her first bands. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was, <clears throat> if not her second. Okay. You know? uh, but... Uh, that was a good. That was a good band, also. But, but we were playing a lot of the places that Silverlight used to play. Okay. So Holiday and like in um, Clarion. And, uh, oh, so you traveled a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, when we, we played with Bill as uh, Silverlight, we played uh, some places right down in the um, Pittsburgh in the Triangle. Oh, really? You know, we played uh, oh, okay. the, the Red Door and Heard of we it. played some nice places down there too. Uh, so we're in the late seventies now. Yeah, You're yeah. married, no kids yet. Uh, well, right? I have. I I joined Wave after. Um, after nightfall. After nightfall. That's what I wondered because I knew you had a stint in Wave. Yeah, like early '80s or late '70s. It was late '70s because okay. <clears throat> that's when uh, Suzanne and I were getting married. Okay. okay, it was during that time. All right, and that's when I had my motorcycle accident. Did you get injured that you couldn't play for a while? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you did. Yeah, okay. I, I had a. But at the same time, Bill Miller, who played in the Snowman and Snowman Wave. and Wave, right? He was in an accident driving the. Uh, band's truck. Oh. Uh, I don't know if a car pulled in front of him or hit him or whatever, but uh, he ends up breaking his arm. But he's a bass player. He's a bass player. So yeah. he borrows Durf Hopsager's Micromogue and teaches himself how to play the bass parts oh on Micromogue. So there's me with my foot up on a, a chair. You know, you've got a cast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there's Bill Miller with a swing. This. Playing that. Yeah, we look like... Uh, and this is in Wave. This is in Wave. And so, obviously, Wave is another one of those bands that goes through a lot of iterations. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you've got at least three Tysons in the band. Were yeah. there four at the time, or just uh, there? Th- were, there were three at the time. Okay, and then uh, so Tony Stefanelli's not playing bass. Uh, so um, Bill's so playing is, bass on it's you and him, and then who else am I missing? Who's who's on guitar? Um, Mike Dombrowski. Uh, Mike Dombrowski. Okay, all right. He's been there a yeah. while. Yeah. Um, you're doing same clubs, Peninsula Inn. Right. That type of stuff. I mean, that's yeah. one of the, the places that comes, you know, the evolution of the mark becomes the, the Peninsula Inn, yeah. you know, as a, as a hot spot in town. Yeah. Um, how was that? I mean, now you're in your second band with a female singer in it, you know. Um, did it change the dynamic at all? 
I mean, was it more dancey? Um, I wouldn't say it's more dancey. Um, we did play a lot of a lot of dance material. Yeah, I right. Mean, I mean, that's what Wave was. Right, you know? right. Uh, so the the repertoire that we had with uh, Nightfall with uh, Robin, we, we played a um, very similar the heart. You yeah, know, and um, Pat Benatar. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So anyway, that that was that was more powerful female vocal. Right. Um, a wave had a real sweet harmony sound. Right. You know, the right. Whole, you know, families sing together. Their voices just it, there's this blend. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, huh. so um, anyway, I'm healed from my accident. And um, and are you a fill-in in wave or are no? You I was I was pro- I was probably one of the first people that they replaced because I'm trying to think the. I think I replaced the original keyboard player, and I can't remember what his name was because yeah, I when Tim Tyson started this whole thing, it was just him and a keyboard player, and they played up at Peak and Peak. Correct, right. And I can't remember what the keyboard player's name is. Right, right, right. But anyway, I think I took his place. Okay. I was All the right. first, you know. Yeah. So I'm playing with <clears throat> uh, with Wave, and they decide that um, there was a, a management company that wanted to take the road. Right, I was going to say. This is before them going on the road. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, I... Um, I really didn't feel like going out on the road. Yeah. You know, because I had, I, had, I had done it with, you know, uh, Silverlight, you know, and Nightfall. I, I, I knew right. what the road was all about. And Wasn't the story that you told me, was it you and Durf? Did you have some run-in with the law, like late in the, oh late at night in a that hotel was, room that or something? That was uh, either in Canton, Ohio, or it was in Ohio. Durf, Durf his nickname is Hard Drive because he... <laughs> He just is. He, a, he remembers. He everything. remembers stuff. You yeah, know, but he he probably has the details better. But yes, there was an altercation. There was a guy that uh, I think it was at the gig, right? At the gig, it was like a ladies' night, and one of the ladies was a wife. <laughs> I think, and this guy was pretty drunk, and he was bothering me, right? You know, and uh, I I wasn't gonna put up with it anymore, and I just shut my stuff off and walked off the job. Okay, because I knew this was. Apparently, uh, whatever altercation was going on in the club ended up out into the parking lot, and there were shots fired. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, we go up to our rooms, and it's like about, I don't know, like in the morning or something. Right. And it's Knock the on the door. We, they want us to ID the fellow that was starting it out. Okay. All right. So, you know. And you're tuned up at this point. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I'd never been in one of these before. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a clown car of people. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, the, the, half of them are in the bag. You know? Yeah. Right. And, right. And, yeah. And, uh, they they brought the paddy wagon for yeah, everybody. Exactly, you know, exactly. Point out the guy that started the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was an evening. That's a memorable night. Oh yeah. 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 A lot different than playing in Wave, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, back back when um when we were talking about Anacrusis, um we had got booked at um um. Castaways in Geneva on the Lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and a popular place. We, we were booked to warm up Tiny Tim, <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips. Tiny Tim. Wow. He had just gotten married to Miss Kitty. Yeah. On yeah, right the Johnny Carson show. Right. This is weeks after that. Okay. So he's in the green room downstairs, and somebody says, "You want to go meet Tiny Tim?" I said, well, "I think Tom Stone and I we may have walked downstairs." You're like, Absolutely. I okay. Do. Yeah. So anyway, and so so Miss Vicky is flitting around, you know, doing her thing, and and he's um, Tiny Tim is with his. He's got a piano player arranger that's kind of like you know the captain of the ship. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, since they got there late, they had to change the set. And what I was impressed was is the piano player unfolds the score and says, "We're 
we're stopping we're here. Start here and, and stop here and go here. And Tiny Tim goes, okay, good. And, and what's the key here? What's the, and he was he was with it. And wow. I was beginning to wonder if this was just a ruse. Yeah, you know, for he, sure. Because he acted so silly. Weird on yeah. stage and everything. Right, but yeah. He, he was like <clears> that. But, you know, finding out later on on different podcasts that he was friends with the guys from, um, um, he knew Paul Simon growing up in New okay. York. Oh. And um, Flo and Eddie. Okay, yeah. And so there were all these people that hung together when they were like 17, 18, 19 years old. He, yeah. He knew all these people. I thought that was quite interesting. And he had talent, clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that old music that he used to play, yeah. he played it with other fellas too. Oh, okay. You know, okay. they all kind of like, you know, that 1930s and 40s. Right, right. That's music. what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, got to meet Tiny Tim. That was... that was. And there's a guy that died doing what he loved. I mean, he yeah. died on stage yeah. playing... But when they said that yeah. we were warming up Tiny Tim. <laughs> did you yeah. ever have any other encounters where you guys were opening? You did Johnny Rivers. You did Tiny Tim. Anything else um, over the years? I mean, um, more uh, when we get into Power Glide and that. Okay. We did a lot more. All right. All right. So we're in the 80s yeah. now. And um, you leave Wave to play with Britain or no? I leave Wave to play with the cows again. Oh. Well, it was a different iteration. Still around. Still around. All right. It was me, Ron, Dick, and Joe. Four people. Because Ron and Dick are back. Uh, Ron and Dennis are back. Yeah, but Dennis isn't with the cows. Okay. All right. So it's, like I said, it's me, Ron, <clears throat> Dick, and Joe. Okay, good. Four piece. And um, we played a lot of places uh, around Illinois. Oh. Uh, the, the agent, whoever that Dennis worked with. Okay. And I think uh, Ron continued the same one. So you anyway, were back on the road. Back on the road. Yeah. Then. Yeah, and this was right after I was. Okay. okay. All right. And um, that was interesting because we had no bass player, so we were using uh, keyboard bass. Yep. You know, to, to, and a lot of the same material. Okay. You know? All right. And um, had the cows ever stopped? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was I was just wondering that myself. I, Did they ever stop? I've interviewed so many people. That oh yeah, I was in the cows. I was in the cows. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. And their reunions are like yeah. all these people that come out right. and play. So right. all right. So uh, we're doing that, and we uh, get back to Erie, and um, I think Ron and Joe decide to do a duo. Oh. And um, and I don't know if this is when Dick goes down to Florida, but yeah. Dick goes down to Florida, and Paul Gall's down there. Right. And uh, hmm. I'm playing with, uh, at that time, it was, that's where I'm getting confused with my timeline here, because I was playing with Nightfall when I gave my notice that I'd be joining Power Glide. Okay. And I don't have Power Glide. You got me on that one. Okay. All right. Power Glide uh, was a, um, when Dick and uh, Paul went down to Florida. Okay. Um, they were doing, uh, I think they were doing a trio. There was a fellow from down in um, Tampa. Yeah. And um, Dickie's Dick, told Dick me and about Paul, that. Dick and Paul were, were backing him up. Yeah. And um, Paul, I don't know how he gets hooked up with Power Glide if he answers an ad or runs into a musician, but he ends up joining Power Glide uh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. And oh, so it started a, in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, at th that time, um, I don't know what the keyboard player's name was um, replaced, but it was, uh, of course, Paul Gall, uh, Pete Zins on guitar, and Stuart Covington on drums. Okay. And they had been established in Tampa quite a long okay. time. Okay, all right. So Paul's playing with them, and they, they play up and down the East Coast, and they had a job up in Canada. And uh, when they were coming um, across the line in Canada, um, the keyboard player was found to have something illegal got it all right so the security at the uh border at the border yeah thank you, had them empty that whole truck completely oh yeah 
unscrew all the cabinets. Oh, no. Took the door <clears throat> panels off the doors. Wow. Cavity search. Yeah, great. So, needless to say... He was out of the band. Yeah. I, I get a phone call when they get If, if there's a cavity search involved, you're <laughs> yeah, out. <laughs> so, um, anyway, they asked me if I want to play in Power Glove. But they're, they're traveling up and they're down the East Coast. They're, they're yeah. <clears throat> so, right. this uh, Suzanne and I went down to visit Paul and Colleen when, when Paul and I married and uh, to, just to check out the scene yeah. uh, before I committed. But I did commit to him. Okay. How long did that last? Okay. 79 to the end of 80. All right. But um, the band was, um, they, uh, they were writing. They had original. Stuart um, had a, a nice little uh, recording studio. So at the band house was the studio, and mm. the, the roadies lived there, and the, and the sound man. <coughs> Excuse me. So I joined them, and uh, that was uh, quite, a, quite a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds I, like. I had, you know, a lot of tunes that I had really never played, a lot more rock. Okay. A lot more. And, um, and originals. And originals. Yeah. And originals. And that's that was one of the main reasons I joined, because they were trying to get a label interested. Oh, okay. In, you know, and um, So you were pursuing that dream. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's when um, <coughs> Stuart, um, the, the drummer, um, his, um, his girlfriend at the time owned a salon. And one day in walks Kansas to get their hair cut because they're playing in Tampa. Okay. At Coliseum or something. And so she just jokingly says, well, my... My boyfriend's in a band. He's playing at such a place tonight. But now, this was before I was in the band. Okay, yeah. So Stuart told me. So after the concert, they come and they see. Wow. You know, they see the yeah. see Power Glide. And um, I'm trying to think of violin player. Uh, Robbie. Uh, uh, wasn't it Robbie? Uh, it was, yeah, Robbie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, passed uh, away. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah. But he was kind of fond of the band. Huh. And uh, we would get, um, hey, we can get you a gig at Raggedy Ann's in Atlanta. You know, okay. It's a showcase room. So we knew him. Robbie Steinhardt. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, he would they would throw us crumbs every once in a while because uh, some of them moved to Tampa. Oh, actually, really? They were actually there. Oh, okay. And um, when uh, Stewart lived, he grew up in Jacksonville. Okay. And he went to school with Leonard Skinner. They all went to the same school in Jacksonville. Right. They all knew each other. And also the drummer, took lessons from Mr. Skinner. Yeah. yeah. And right. Yeah. Leonard <laughs> Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, they knew Molly Hatchet because they were playing a place a lot called uh, Levitas in, okay. in uh, Jacksonville. And St- Stuart knew the drummer. And uh, in fact, when Stuart took us up to Jacksonville, when we had a, a job to play there, he introduced a lot of his friends. Hmm. And um, I was uh, at one of his friend's house, and he had a, a room like this that I'm in. You know, there was equipment and stuff. And there's a, a Wurlitzer electric piano that looked kind of funky. The legs are kind of like wobbly on it and that, yeah. you know. And he said, that would worse. And he goes, yeah, it still works. And I'm playing. And he goes, you know where that... It's from, and I said, and he goes, that was on the plane that crashed. Oh my god! That world is your piano. It actually, I mean, it was all loose and sloppy and floppy, but wow, Shit. yeah, yeah. So he he was close <clears throat> to those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But anyway, um, Power Glide. What we would do is um, we would start in the winter, you know, down south on the yeah. coast, and by the time summer rolled around, you know, you got the Carolinas, and we're up at. Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, this was a lot of traveling. Yes, of, of Vermont, Barry, yeah. Vermont. We, and we were up and down the coast. Wow. And, um, and was Suzanne coming with you? Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. So when we moved to Florida, Suzanne came down, and uh, she got a, uh, she's a registered nurse, so she was able to get right. a job just about anywhere. Right. always need a nurse. So she was doing that, and she would come along the road when she had days off. We, yeah. Right. Wow. But uh, when gas really started getting expensive. Yeah. And we had... 
the band vehicle, we had the 23-foot truck. Right. And then we had another vehicle, you know, you're feeding gas into those. And, and Florida is just like... Yeah, it's like a few states together. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so long. It's everything, everything is far away from each other. Yeah, right. So when we were going up to New England and playing, we noticed that cities are close together. You know, geez, <laughs> you know? This is easy. So we, um, we were getting known. As a matter of fact, um, I think, is it WCOZ in Boston? I think so, yeah. WCOZ would put out an album every year of local talent. Yeah, right, right. And we just threw some songs out there, and I believe they put two of our tunes on the album. Cool. Clyde. And wow. technically, we weren't. Listening. Yeah, right, right. So our name was getting out there. Huh. And um, more and more. And the band decided to move to Boston from Tampa. Okay. And, um, and this is when? 80s? Okay. Yeah, early right. 80s. Yeah. And um, wow. I'm, I'm just getting, I'm, I'm tiring out, I think. Okay. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. It's hitting you. Yeah. It's right. Hard. Right. Yeah. And um, I had written a, a circle of the date, the calendar. We weren't past a certain point. Was, I'm, done. I'm done. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So um, with great uh, hesitation. And did they go on to? Yes, they they replaced me with. Um, oh, believe it or not, Mike, another Erie guy. Yeah, he okay. took Mike because uh, Paul right. played with Mike and Real the Real, it, I believe. Okay, yeah, right. So he knew Mike, and yeah, he took my place. I came back to, and um, I decided to finish my associates in electronics. Oh, that, okay. And uh, I was just picking up side gigs. Right. I wasn't. Are you working at Mace at this time? No, no. Um, yeah. I was, believe it or not, uh, while I was going to school. I had a day job. I was working at a, uh, a frame shop. Um, like you frame it? Yeah, like a you frame yeah, it. Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, just to make some. Yeah. And um, after that, uh, I got a job. Uh, my day job was uh, working for Dictograph on security oh. systems. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a good friend of mine that had worked for years, Paul Mazza, called Chuck in November. We've got a lot of inventory in the shop that's not on the floor. We, we yeah. have enough text. So what I would do is I would I would work. I would work. Uh, during the day for Dictograph, and then I would go over to Mace Electronics, which is only a few blocks away. Yeah. I believe it was on Asbury. Okay. The, the original the, one. The warehouse and the service shop. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. And you'd go work on that stuff? Yeah, from about 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock to maybe 8 or 9, I'd work on stuff, knock them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <coughs> Mace offers me a full-time job, so I'm not with Dictograph anymore. And I'm okay. I'm full-time at, at Mace, but I have... Paul Mazza to throw my name in the hat. Is he related to John? They're brothers. They are? Okay, so John and and Keith had the studio together. together. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. All right. And he's uh, been on the the Yeah, so I'm not, um, like I said, I'm not playing much. And then I get a a phone call from um, Dave Schantz. He wants to start up a band again. Okay. And you haven't played with him since? Oh, since uh, Anna Cruz's too. Right, high school. Yeah, and plus I was out of, um, you know, I was out of the state, you know. Yeah, yeah, right, you were gone. Right, right, right. And um, it was uh, Dave, Scott, Scott Campbell, right, Steve Nick, right, Mike Lurie, right, Mike's on drums, and uh, I think that Dave, Scott, yeah, and eventually Pat Ross comes in later and takes over for Mike, right, yeah, right, right. and um, uh, eventually, and that band's called Britain, B R I T O N, yeah, yeah, all Britain, yeah, and um, and everybody had mustaches, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You should say that. I know. I looked at that picture. I'm going. Everybody's got caterpillars on their legs. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. yeah. But that was that was a fun band. Yeah, and that was a good band. Yeah, yeah. Those are good players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was that the last band you were in with Dave Schantz? Yes, it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, and did you take a break for a while? Because well, when I was working in that establishing myself, yeah, because you know, I there comes a point where you've got to decide. Well, 
where are you going to put all your eggs in which basket? Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's it's always good to have something to fall back on. And I, and I was always repairing stuff ever since I was a kid, electronics yeah. and that. So I needed a piece of paper that said, yeah, Chuck Leon. Yeah. <laughs> so I can get a job somewhere. Well, so Mace goes bankrupt in 87, oh, yeah. and you and one of the other employees start your own Erie Electronics yeah, yeah, service. Yeah, David Morgani. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you do that for a while, right? right. Um, and I answer an ad to the Mill Creek Township School District. They needed a... Uh, that's what I wondered. How they that needed happened. a they needed a computer technician, and I was authorized Apple technician. Ah, okay. So, um, and that was it. You were done. That that was the last job you had, right? Yeah, yeah. Until I retired. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah like twenty nine is some. That's great. Um, but there were some there were some bands after that. Um, Abstract Cats. No, no, no. That were you in that band? No. Uh, what happens is um, after um, Britain kind of dissolves. Um, I get a phone call from Paul. Paul says, uh, Paul Gall? Yes, yeah. I'm coming home. All right. And um, he came back to Erie, and um, we called up Keith, and that was it. Mr. Gone. Mr. Gone, and it was like falling off a log. Yeah. Because we played together so long as kids. It, it's like, let's do this tune. Bang. I mean, it was a lot yeah. of fun. You guys were fun. great back then. That's yeah. actually, I actually met you. Oh. You, don't, you don't know that. I was playing with Scott uh, in a band, and we played some event that you guys were playing at at mm-hmm. the uh shriners out in the field in a s- oh, stage now, that was out there did we and um now was steve in the band at the time or were we using the drum uh computer? no steve hadn't joined the Should, band yeah. yet so yeah uh, that's, that's what, what i was going to ask you like you used a drum machine in well, a band in the early 90s that had steve to be cutting going, edge steve was going to um steve mcconnell so we're talking go, about yeah was going to med school and that oh right 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 you know and so he couldn't fly back oh, and okay. forth the jobs. Right. I mean, he finally got done with that. And that's in the meantime, we were using, we, could, we had the Elisis, we called it Al. Yeah. The Al yeah. drummer. Yeah, I remember those drum machines. So yeah. we, were, we, were, we were using uh, um, software and uh, an Elisis drum machine. I'll tell you what, I, I didn't like the drum machine, but I'll tell you one thing it did, boy, did it make it tight. Sure, I, mean, I bet. Because it makes no mistakes. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no vamping, there's no nothing, yeah. But you guys were doing Crosby, Stills, and Nash. A lot of harmony based stuff we you know because all three of them you could sing doing harmony yeah 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 take your time so um and you guys played i have uh you played christmas night 1992 at the king's rook right you played festivals you played the highway tavern was highway tavern on highway now? tavern is out towards before you get to connie out on route 20 I believe. okay all right uh scully's uh popular oh, yeah, place scully's, back that then. was a mainstay yeah um the band, like you said, evolves from a three-piece to a four-piece, and then you eventually break up, but then you get back together. You reunite in 2005 for a little bit, right, um, and play a gig or so? Or um, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Keith, Keith, stop trying to solve the kind of – Yeah, I know. Blur, everything's blurring <clears throat> each other. Um, well, I know for a fact that in 98, you open up for Foreigner at the Warner. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a story. How was that? Yeah, tell me the so story. So I'm, I'm at the library at Asbury Elementary fixing a computer or something, and my <laughs> phone goes off, and I see it's Keith. I'm going, it's got to be important. Call me at work. Yeah. What's up? Well, no, actually, it was Steve that called me. That's right. Okay. Steve called me. He said, the warm-up band for Foreigner uh, had a run-in with their, with their management company, a blow-up, and yeah. they're not going to show up to warm up Foreigner. And um, was um, I'm trying to think who managed the uh, that time he's retired. Casey now. Wells. Casey Wells yeah. used to come and see us play. Sure. Yeah. At the uh, Fireside because okay. that's, that's out in his neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And he'd right. come and see us whenever we were playing there. He'd come and see us. Yeah. 
So he called up Steve. Steve called up the band. Keith didn't want to do it because he goes, I don't think that we have enough original music. Said, Let's just do it. Let's just have fun, yeah. you know. And and uh, he, he he finally agreed to Did do it. Did you have to play all original music? No, but he would have liked to. Yeah, have, right, he, right. He would have liked to have done that. Sure, you know, if, right. If we would have had more time, but yeah. this is the afternoon of. Yeah, know? yeah. So um, we say yes, and we had to be down there in the afternoon, like about 4 o'clock like that. So yeah. we hightail it down there, do a sound check. And this is 98, so Lou Graham's still in the band. He had just got back from his surgery. From his this brain is, surgery. Is, right, this yeah. is his first tour I, after I was brain at surgery. that gig. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. really good. I was at that gig. He was. You say that. We were, we were talking to him backstage, yeah. and he goes, I'm really having a hard time with remembering lyrics. I bet, yeah. And, that, yeah. You know, and uh, he was a tough guy. I mean, he But was, it, was the reg- it was the original lineup yeah, still. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so we yeah. got to meet. Dennis most, Elliott. Most and, uh, well, yeah, I mean, everybody, but Ian, Ian uh, what's his name? He had passed away, I think. Yeah. He played in King Crimson, too. Ian, uh, sorry with an M. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, that's wild. Yeah, and they it, were cool. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, when um, um, we had to wait till after the, uh, the drummer got his sound check, you know, okay. and, and you've been to those sound checks, you know, drummer sitting, boom, boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh jeez. Yeah. So, so you know, after a half hour of that, finally they say, hey, if you guys jump on stage, we're gonna do a quick check. Right now, the thing about Mr. Gone was is we didn't use any amplifiers on stage. Oh. It was really interesting. We all had foot monitors. Yeah. Keith put the system together. Sure. He's a sound engineer, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever was in the mains was coming out our monitors. Okay, beautiful. So if <clears throat> yeah. I hear too much of myself, you back off. Right, right. And everybody was cool with that. Cool yeah. with that. So right. uh, Keith was using his virtual guitar, VG, okay, <laughs> because of all the different uh, tunings for this Crosby, Stills, and sure. Ash, because they do a lot of drop tunings. Right, and right. you just press a button on the on the virtual guitar, and there you're there. Yeah. So he, he was electronic. I was stereo and electronic on my keyboards. Yeah. Steve was using electronic drums. They were all stereo. Okay. And the only one that wasn't stereo was uh, Paul, but it's you're playing bass. You know, yeah. Big deal. Yeah. So we had a real full sound. We didn't have to be loud, but it was full. Yeah, yeah. So we get our stuff up on stage, and the sound man had just worked with their their drummer getting his and uh steve has his electronics and he pulls up a patch and he goes drums you know the sound man and steve just goes <laughs> and he goes sound man goes i want him with us yeah i was gonna say done done yeah you know so we did our sound check and the and the sound man comes up and he, he has a snake like a 32 channel snake and he drops it down and then we go Plug, plug. Yeah, it's like plug four goes, plugs. Yeah, because yeah. what? It's six channels. Yeah, so that's, that's all it. we need. Yeah, because you know, we're running stereo. That's said, wild. Just make, should just make sure that the uh, the monitors, the side monitors, are up. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll we'll mix it from on stage. And we were like that. I mean, we just were just and like it that. went well. It went well. We it, got, I mean, you're lucky because a lot of times, you know, especially a last minute band opening for a major act, yeah. you get screwed on the sound yeah. and things like that. You know, but yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it, it sounded great. It went ever. It went over really well. And Good. It was. It was a really. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but, but uh, that's cool to hear that they were nice too. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah. so all right. But um, stories. Um, when I was in Power Glide, yeah, we warmed up uh, Steppenwolf, the uh, the Agora in, in Tampa, and um, I think John Kay had the rights to the name Steppenwolf, but right. it wasn't the band. It okay, was the, he, John Kay was out front singing, yep. but everybody else was you know, filling in or right session, pl- session players. players. Yeah, the keyboard player had never been to uh, Florida before, <clears throat> so.
So we did our we uh, did our sound check, and they striked our equipment back, and they brought their they were going to bring their stuff forward, and it's down off the stage. And he took he goes, your rig is exactly like mine. I just used the Hammond, you know, and that maybe board. He goes to save time. Can I just we won't strike your stuff. Just right. keep it there, and I'll just I go ahead and you you got to beat. Yeah. So um, we come back early evening, you know, and I see the his face here. He went back after sound check, went outside and like been oh shit down south before yeah. and just scorched. <laughs> I mean, I felt sorry for the guy. Yeah. But what he did was he slathered himself with this skin balm or something, you know, for this burn. Yeah. So when I go up to play my oh, set, no. it was just like somebody smeared butter. Dripping. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right, so what other stories? Uh John Kay, um, Lou Graham, yeah. Johnny Rivers. <laughs> yeah, some funny faces on the crowd that night. Um, Did you meet Johnny Rivers? No, no. no I think I think he wanted to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I was trying to think if there's any other uh, interesting. Thing. Well, I mean, after after Mr. Gone, like I always say, the podcast ends at 1990. Mr. Gone was yeah. in the 90s. You fill in for Ruby Port for a little while during a reunion. Yeah. Um, you start doing what was the fabulous leftovers called before the? Uh, you had a weird name when you played at Bobby's oh, well, we place. Oh, Bobby's were uh, the uh, the unprofessionals. The unprofessionals. And then, yes. and, then there, and, the, and at the bottom of the shirt it says, "We prove it every gig." <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know what that was, I mean, I went to some of those gigs. Like it was Marty would sit down, Marty O'Connor would sit down, and you guys had no idea what was going on. No, it was like and, potluck playing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, can you give me a key? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they'd pass the hat. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, literally pass the hat literally in a tiny little place. Yeah. Great ambiance there, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. The yeah. greatest, you know. Yeah, um, we um, we were playing there one night, and um, um, Mike Dombrowski was in town. This yeah. Was, he was, I believe he was living in Florida, but he still would come up to the E, you know, up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to do some work. And uh, he was teaching locomotive because that's what he did. Yeah, right. Service to these uh, four Ukrainians. Oh, okay. They're, and um, did he bring them with him? Yeah, he he brings them to the gig, <laughs> and none of them stopped smoking all night. It yeah. was one after, and they were, it was like sitting, like right after. It was like a chimney. Yeah, you know, right. Wafting over to, I'd get home and my wife would go, you know, your clothes got to go. And yeah. Oh, day. yeah. I mean, you, you unfortunately you'd smell like an ashtray because know? at that point that was one of the only bars there weren't a lot of bars that you could smoke in you know like now there's it's super rare right you know but back then you still could at bobby's place yeah Yeah. and uh that was that was the one drawback yeah that i like but it was uh it was great because you got the football oh yeah yeah some nights would be uh me and timmy papotnik would do oh really okay tiny little room you know yeah yeah Yeah, it was great Yeah. yeah Very intimate. I loved it. Yeah, and I'm glad that you guys have a place to play now and yeah, you stay yeah. stay playing and everything. And um, all right, um, what else? Anything else on your cheat le- cheat sheet? No, no, um, no. I have. A, well, um, I got a. Co- I had been playing off and on with the Sam Hyman band. Oh, you know, um, after Mister Gone. Yeah, and uh, Sam called me up and said, "Hey, um, putting a show together, uh, Sweet Baby James. It's a uh, tribute band for." Uh, James Taylor, would you like to play this out? Yeah. You know? And I, I made him aware of what some of my limitations might be, you know. But, yeah. You know, yeah. So I uh, started rehearsing and um, trying to think. The first show was down in southern Ohio. It was um, hmm. Berlin, Ohio. Okay. I think, yeah. I think Berlin, Ohio was an Amish you know, oh. area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of visitors. And there's a, um, a, 
uh, hotel there that has a big theater. A couple of okay. That was the first show that we did as a full compliment. I didn't know you played in that band. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, Dave versus Sam. Yeah. Dave Blades. Right. Sheldon. Right. Peterson, Sheldon Peterson. His wife, Katie. Right. Back up. And um, Molly, uh, Sam's, Sam's wife, wife. was uh, backup vocals. Also. Wait, who was the drummer? Jim uh, uh, Sturdivant. Oh, right. Jim Sturdivant. Yeah. He's right, from right. Um, PA. Yep. You know? Right. Right. In fact, what's funny is the first rehearsal I had with him was talking and he goes, Sam said that you played in Power Glide. He goes, went to Berkeley in Boston. We were playing up there. He goes, I used to come and watch you play. Wow. That's crazy. World. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was called Sweet Baby James. Sweet Baby James first, yeah, but there was a, uh, somebody had. Uh, somebody already had that name? Somebody or? already had it uh, trademarked or okay. copyrighted or whatever. I so, wondered, yeah. Yeah, so it turned into a steamroller. Yeah, thing. right. But what happens is we're going, It's. I mean, we're, we're playing around Philadelphia, we're playing Chicago. For, and at this point, are you retired? I'm yes, I'm retired. Okay, that'd be the only right. way I'd be able to. Yeah, right, to, right. Yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah. So, so uh, you probably had just retired then. Yeah, then. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, it, everything was going good. Then COVID hits. Oh. And a lot of these theaters closed down. Yeah, you right. Couldn't play anywhere. Right. So uh, Sam would do like maybe a single. The agency would, you know, have you know, or maybe a trio, maybe him pair drummer. him up with the uh, the woman that sings, right? Or pair him up with. Yeah. Uh, um, the Troubadours. That's yeah, what that, the Troubadours. That, that, that's what that show was called. Right, right, right. So um, it's taken all this time for, you know, for, that was... Um, 2020, 21? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, version 1.0. Now mm. it's, you know, now it's, now it's 2.0. You've yeah. got uh, Chris and Julie. Right. Dave still plays with them, right? Dave still plays. Dave Blates and um, yeah. and Jim's still the drummer, isn't yes, he? Yes, Jim's yeah. still the drummer. Yeah. So th- that iteration, like right. I said, it went on until uh, COVID. Yep. You know, that's cool. Because what had started happening was the jobs were getting between. You know, yeah. Like we play one, we'd be off like some. Yeah. Yeah. That's really tough to have a rehearsal. In yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get them show worthy. Right. I mean, right. So I, I did that. And uh, at, this, at the same time, I was going to Bobby's. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's uh, how the whole uh, <laughs> Fabulous Leftovers. That's into awesome. That. Well, I'm glad to have you guys. I'm, I'm glad to hear you each month. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a lot of you fun. Know? It's it a lot is. of fun. And everybody in the band. I bet. I mean, and you practice at Durf's? Yeah, we practice at Durf's. Usually we get together on a Thursday or uh, figure out what the song list is going to be. It's crazy how, that you and John and Durf, at least, have played. And, and Rick. I mean, Tim was the only one that you haven't played with in right. some other band. Right, because he, yeah, he kind of had that, the, uh, the party band. And also he, sure. he played yeah. with Chris and Julie for right. quite a long time. Right, in Tennessee Back It's, it's funny how that works. Like, yeah. Even my, my cousin Warren. Yeah. You know, he played in different bands. I played in different bands. And you never played together? No, we, we actually did. Oh. Finally, at Bobby's. He sat in oh, with really? me at Bobby's place. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was nice to play. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was. He and I were the only really musicians in the Leon family. Well, I, that was, I, I, my cousin Patty. But, okay. But no, it's, it, it was funny. It was, um, of course, there's Gene Leon, the piano. I've heard that name. Hey, Gene. Yeah. So I'd always had people come up to me and say, Eugene's son? I said, no, he's a piano player. I said, yeah, I've heard his name before. Yeah. People would come up to Gene Leone and go, hey, Chuck Leone, don't ask me that. I, I don't know who he is. So one night I'm playing at the Spartan Inn with Silverlight. Yeah. And a buddy of mine walks up to me and he goes, hey, I was just upstairs and I was listening to your dad play. He's pretty good. And I'm going, I said, my dad, he can only he play radio, but <laughs> I don't know about piano. Yeah, right. So I went upstairs and here was Gene Leone. And we introduced And so you finally we met. We finally met. Nice. And nice. I thought that was hilarious. That's you know, great. <laughs> but, uh, Gene was a really, really, really sweet guy. Well, a small world. Yeah. I mean, everybody seems to know everybody, especially yeah. in, you know, that era of music. You know, all you right. guys, I've had a lot of you on and I appreciate it. You know, I mean, uh, good stories. So, uh, 
Let's wrap it up there. How's that okay. sound? Okay, that sounds fine. Cool, man. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for being on. And thanks for inviting me. Yeah, good stories. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Erie Music History Podcast. I want to say thanks to the JPT Foundation. They have been a financial supporter of the podcast since the beginning. And they also give us a free space to have our monthly music night on the first Tuesday of the month. It always features our great house band, The Fabulous Leftovers, as well as a lot of other local bands and musicians. But it's a lot of fun. First Tuesday of the month, totally free. Any donations go to the Second Harvest Food Bank. It is BYOB. There's a great pizza shop next door, Pasalinquas. Check that out the first Tuesday of the month. Also, make sure that you check out Jack Stevenson's Two Man Happy Hour podcast. Basically tells you where people are playing today, um, where and when, and uh, you can check that out at the number two manhappyhour.com. All right, that's all I got for you. Thanks again for listening.